Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. As a dancer, as a choreographer, you have to know your strength, your weaknesses, what you can and you cannot do. And ultimately, you will know your own product and uh, you'll be confident about it and know yourself. In this industry, you should learn to be a little bit stronger, not to let anything bring you down. When, you know, no matter how tough your route may be, uh, you just have to believe that, you know, you're going to push forward. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Welcome back to my careers podcast, where I interview fascinating professionals who've made amazing career changes or are leaders in their field. Now, today I'm really lucky because I have the amazing Adam Azali from Singapore. He is a dancer, a singer, and an entertainer, and he started performing at the age of 14. He's incredibly talented in multiple dance genres, including jazz, Chinese dance, ethnic dances, and contemporary dance too. He's performed extensively as a freelance dancer answer for years before branching into acting and modeling. Adam is also a talented singer. There's no end to his talents and he released his first music album in Malay called I'm Your Entertainer. In 2016, he was a top finalist in ZTV's Dance Singapore Dance, which is a dance competition that screened in over 10 Asian countries. Now, I met Adam back in the year 2000 when I lived in Singapore and where I also pursued as a sideline my passion for dance. Adam auditioned for a show that I was choreographing for Chameleon Productions that opened in the Jubilee Hall in Raffles and I was immediately struck during the auditions by Adam's amazing talent and also his great personality and over the past 17 years we've remained firm friends and I'm delighted to watch his career take flight. So let's welcome Adam to the show. Hi Adam. Hi Jane, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well. I've been looking forward to talking to you for such a long time for this podcast because I want to share your story and what it's like in Singapore and how you became a dancer, an actor, a model, a singer, all of these wonderful things. So how about, just to kick us off, when you were a little boy, Adam, what were your career aspirations in the early days? Okay, it's kind of funny because uh, I came from a uh, Rose Ive School, which is one of the top schools in Singapore. And, you know, when, when we write compositions as a, as a kid, you know, a lot of my classmates would say, I want to be an engineer, I want to be a lawyer, I want, you know, that kind of thing. And I'll be one of the rare ones who would say, uh, I want to be a dancer, I want to be a singer, I want to be an actor, and I want to be a model. And it hasn't changed, uh, you know, many years after that. So, that's me, basically, the odd one among all the really 
clever ones, <laughs> uh, you know, who would be like, you know, taking all the chances I can get uh, to perform on stage. Mm. Yeah. So, so really, that's it's, me. It's, it's your passion, isn't it? Definitely. I, mm. uh, even my parents were wondering where that came from because um, in my um, family, no one does such things because my dad is a teacher and my mom pretty much does the same thing, giving tuition. So it's pretty much academic so I guess I'm the odd one in the family. Well, not, not so odd, really. At least you know, what you had was something that most people don't have in the early days. You already knew what you wanted to be when you grew up. And so as you got a little bit older, you, you obviously got into it. And, and um, now it says in your, in your bio that at the age of 14, you started performing. Yes, and it, it's kind of um, daring for me because... Uh, I did a lot of things which parents won't approve, like uh, sneaking <laughs> out of my house and uh, working uh, till late at night and, you know, doing shows and, you know, having to uh, take a cab home at midnight. And, you know, my parents would wait downstairs with a cane and it's like, where did you go? Oh, I went to a friend's house and we studied. Yeah, so I did a lot of things which my parents would frown upon, you know, because uh, <laughs> it's that passion in me that says, I'm going to do it no matter what. <laughs> and the thing is, is, with you sneaking out, though, it was to follow your passion. It was to dance, wasn't it? Yes. And one funny story that I could never forget, and I think my family would remember, was that um, I actually um, opened the window at um, in my house that goes out to the corridor, and I escaped out of my house through that window to go to a competition actually and when I, it happened that I won uh, first in that competition and I had this big present that you know I had to bring back and okay I, I guess I, I'm, I'm outed back then and I had to call my parents to pick me up with the present and said you know I'm sorry I skipped the window to go to, go to this but I've won <laughs> so that's one funny story that everyone in my family remembers <laughs> yes, so, so from becoming a bit of a naughty boy you ended up being a champion and you won, won that, that competition but, but that must have really fueled your, your passion to get even better and better and so in the early days did you take lots of dance lessons to, to in Malay dance and Chinese dance and jazz and contemporary because all the different genres you're, you're very good at? Um, actually, when I was younger, um, my parents does not support any of my uh, interests. So I would like, you know, just find out. And in, in those days, it's not as easy as it is now because there's no Instagram, there's no uh, internet wasn't that big at the time so i would ask around and you know find out in the papers if there's any auditions if there's any openings to 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 learn anything and um i'm quite lucky because i got trained uh in school in my secondary school um where i took up gymnastics and chinese dance and eventually i get to know a lot more people and do a lot more other genres as well and so now, now tell me because you you know in this podcast i interview a lot of people who are from america and from europe and all across australia as a singaporean malay young man what would it be like I wonder, you know, who, to want to really follow your passion in dance because in Asian cultures, they want their, their children to be doctors and lawyers. So did you get a lot of pushback from your parents when you were saying, you know, I just want to dance? 
Um, yes, definitely, because you know a lot of uh, not only my parents, because uh, a lot of relatives they get really skeptical. And uh, in fact, in recent years, I've uh, I was told that one of my relatives said uh, when 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 her I think nephew or niece or something wants to to go to La Salle, which is an art school in Singapore, to to pursue dance and they were like saying oh look at so and so son and it's like they can't earn a living from doing this and you know and and i thought that was pretty amusing because um well i go on holidays every year and i pay for my own thing so i i don't know what make them come up with that uh you know with with that fact so um definitely as a child it's like being asian parents they would want their kids to do more academic stuff so yeah, they would also say things like, I want you to be much better than me and, you know, be a teacher or, or something else, but definitely not dancing. And it was really, really, really hard. I think my parents more or less um, accepted that this is what I'm going to do in when I'm in my late 20s, when they see that I've been doing it for like years. And you know what, Jane? The funny thing is next year, 2018, marks my 20th anniversary in teaching schools. So really? it's been that long. Yes. Wow, I taught amazing. my first school a long time ago. So mm-hmm. it's 20 years next year. So you, you went into dance and I know that that would have been a great challenge because if your parents want you to do something and you want to do something different, when it comes to careers, there's an awful lot of peer pressure too, isn't there? So I, I think your story would be really inspiring for you know so many listeners who want to go along a different track, um, especially if their parents have got different ideas for them. And so where did you get that strength to say, no, I know this is what you expect of me, but I have to follow what my true path is? Well, uh as a kid, I'm always, um, I'm the, at that time, I was the third child and uh, among, th- you know, two other boys. So it's always that uh, feeling in me that says like, okay, I have to do things on my own. I have to be independent and I have to, you know, um, do what I want and, and get it. So um, my eldest brother was the most uh, academic one. He, he went into the news for being the top Malay student and stuff like that. Mm. So. Um, I have to keep telling myself I have to, you know, go on and do what I want and achieve it. And funny enough, there's two people who actually inspire me, which is Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. <laughs> well, their songs kept me going and um, it sort of pushed me to, to do what I want because um, if, if I don't do what I feel I should do, I don't think so I will be able to, to do it and be happy at the same time. And it's clearly proven uh, when I went, uh, after my O-levels, my parents wouldn't allow me to go to an art school to pursue dance. So I went to Shatek to be a cook. And uh, I think um, I, I enjoyed it. It's also one way for me to bond with my mom. Uh, but after a year, I realized that my passion for dance is so much, so much stronger. And um, that's when I realized that, you know, I have to do me. I have to do what I really like because this is my life. And um, my parents have done what they want and in their life. So I have to do what I want because I'm the one who is living this life. And I can't, you know, 100% uh, totally do what they want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, from then on, I well, I got a 
a big scolding from them because it's like they've paid a lot of money to be in the school, Shatek in Singapore. And I said, after a year, I'm sorry, I got to go. So that was the end of my so-called uh, academic career. <laughs> and uh, I began working full-time after that, yeah. So I guess we're not going to see you any, in any MasterChef cooking competitions because that, that's not well, your dream. Funny, <laughs> funny thing is, uh, last year I shot for uh, a cooking show for ZTV called Make It Snappy. So that was cooking again uh, on a show that was showing in, in Asia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, well, there we go. You're a TV star for cooking, even though that, that's not your thing. Did you throw in any dance moves while you were at it? Oh, yes, definitely. Singing and dancing was definitely part of Adam, no matter where I go. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay, and so now, Adam, uh, I know that you do a lot of choreography and teaching at schools. Tell me, where do you teach and what sort of dances do you teach? Uh, for the past um, 19 years, I've been uh, teaching in schools in Singapore, both uh, primary school and secondary school. And I'm uh, over the years, I'm also quite lucky to be uh, engaged by um, private companies to do, um, you know, like classes in, in their studios and things like that. So really, my, my main target are usually students. And um, I've been teaching jazz and uh, all the various ethnic dances in Singapore, which is Malay, Chinese, and Indian. And uh, um, basically, for since the past year or so, I've been more or less uh, promoting myself as a Bollywood dance instructor. So it's like a program where, you know, one hour and you do cardio workouts with the Bollywood music and uh, there'll be a choreography session at the end, like the last 30 minutes or so. And, you know, everybody just have fun, burn some calories and, and enjoy themselves. And now you've also gone into singing in quite a big way. And, and you know, you've been entering singing competitions. You've released your own album. Tell me about your album and, and what sort of songs you've got on there. Okay. When, uh, when given the chance in 2011, uh, to, to do a, uh, a mini album or an EP, uh, the first thing that came in mind was concepts. And I think, um, honestly, I don't think so. I'm a fantastic singer. So uh, I came up with a concept that um, I'm an entertainer. And to me, I think an entertainer, you can have, you can have a great voice, but at the same time, it's more a visual uh, aspect of it. So, you know, I have, I think four different songs or four different genres. The first one, uh, it's an ethnic Javanese Indonesian song. And the second one is a, is a pop ballad, you know, the kind which a lot of Malays would like that you can cry to and like, you know, <laughs> sing along. And then I've also got like a retro kind of a song, which is a bit more uh, R&B. And uh, the last one is a duet with, um, with one of... Uh, the legendary singer in Singapore, Rahima Rahim, which is uh, very retro. So it's got four different sounds, four different genres. And um, I think that's a good mix and a variety that, you know, I can target audiences from uh, the young to the old. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, pretty much what I did for for my album. It was it was fun and also uh, pretty scary because you, you see money flowing very quickly. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully the money is now flowing in very quickly as well. So, but that's quite challenging putting a, putting a, um, an album together. So, so if you're a singer and you want to get an album out there, what's the process? What do you need to do? Okay. I think firstly, you need to get to know or find a producer 
that you like uh, and of course budget and that you can work with and uh, the music industry is a lot a lot a lot of money so you got to prepare lots of money and secondly you need to find a producer uh, and people that you will be able to work with because they will help to put your vision and and make it great so uh, and then of course comes in like a a designer or, or people to make it um, a bit more creative and fun. But in my album, I, I did a lot of things from lyric writing to costume design to concept to everything. So it's pretty much um, my, it's, it's pretty much a lot about me actually. <laughs> so you're not just a singer, you're a songwriter too. Uh, yes, I, I, I worked with uh, one of uh, Singapore's rather top uh, composer and I worked with him uh, you know like write songs and uh, I even put lyrics into the ballad that that had had a, a rather personal story to it and you know could be shared with a lot of people and people could relate to it in a way in fact I've got really great feedback on that song that you know they say that it's it's their favorite and um, I was banking on that anyway that song mm. that one particular song and what's the name of that song I'm going to listen to okay it. Uh, it's called Kumase, K-U-M-A-S-I-H, which, which okay. means I still. You know, in life, sometimes you miss, uh, people go away from you, people pass away, and, you know, they don't always stay in your life. So, um, but you still care, you still think about them uh, in, in whatever possible way, even mm-hmm. if they're not there for you physically or, you know, they're not there in your heart or in your head or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. That's, that's so lovely. Now, there's, there's another competition coming up, isn't there? Because you were a finalist in ZTV's Dancing at Poor Dance, so congratulations for that. That's fantastic. Thank Must have given you. you some great exposure and a lot of fun as well. And then there's another competition coming up, you're singing, and tell us about I Sing. Well, I sing. It used to be called Karaoke World Champions, and um, I, I I missed that chance last year because I was one of supposed to be one of the semi finalists, but I had to perform in Moscow. So I told them, I'm so sorry, I had to drop that. So this year they have it uh, again, but they rebranded and called it I Sing, and it's a uh, it's a national uh, an international competition. So I'm competing in the national rounds for Singapore. So um, if I do make it as a champion, I will be representing Singapore in Myanmar. And that's going to be so exciting because you get to meet a lot of different talents from all around the world and it will be a great experience. Oh, wonderful. When does that start, Adam? Well, um, in fact, the finals uh, for Singapore is uh, this coming Sunday. So today is a Friday. Two more days. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. So what are you doing to look after your voice? Uh, I've been trying to sleep a lot more, which is hard with my schedule. Uh, but I always tell myself, if Beyonce can do it, Mariah can do it, so can I. <laughs> uh, uh, and I've been taking uh, like vitamin C and all my supplements, you know, to, to just keep myself uh, energetic and ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Oh, well, good luck, Adam. I'll be, I'll be Thank definitely you. barracking for you and hoping that, that you go <laughs> all the way so that you can represent Singapore in Myanmar. You've, you've traveled around the world a lot and you've performed in many different countries. You just mentioned that you were performing in Moscow. So, so tell, tell me about the places that you've gone to as a, a dancer and as a performer. 
Okay, I'm pretty lucky that um, for my national service in Singapore, uh, I'm in the Singapore Police Force Band. So basically, I'm a dancing policeman. And um, <laughs> I have choreographed and performed uh, for the Singapore Police Force Band in uh, a lot of the international tattoos and uh, festivals. And due to that, I've been to Germany. I've been to uh, Japan and the most recent one in Moscow. Uh, but there were also a few uh, projects that I choreographed, but I did not go with them. So I just teach the people and, and they go ahead with their performance. So um, dancing has brought me to a lot of different places, actually. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a wonderful career and it's wonderful to be a creative who enjoys this, you know, the physicality of what you do as well. It, it's so different from my uh, my corporate uh, clients that I work with. So it's great to have someone who is so creative. So can you t- give me, Adam, your top three tips, very briefly, for success in the creative field? Okay, number one, I think uh, you have to know yourself. Uh, what, what do I mean by this? I think... Um, as a dancer, as a choreographer, you have to know your strength, your your weaknesses, what you can and you cannot do. And ultimately, you will know your own product and uh, you'll be confident about it and know yourself. So uh, the second thing will be, in this industry, you should learn to be a little bit stronger, not to let anything bring you down, which always gets me um, going back to the Mariah Carey song, which is, can't take that away from me when, you know, no matter how tough your route may be, uh, you just have to believe that, you know, you're going to push forward and uh, go ahead. And, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of people who love you and also hate you at the same time. So I think to always remind yourself, there will be people who hate and not like what you do. However, just be positive about it and tell yourself that uh, haters are like drops of water in the ocean of love when there's so much more love than hate. (laughs) So the third one, keep going and uh, persevere. Never give up. Um, There's always going to be hiccups in every industry, no matter what you do. But uh, just believe in yourself. Keep going and get it going and move on. Yeah. Oh, those are very wise words, Adam, because you've gone through so so much yourself as well. And, you know, the knockbacks and you get back up. And especially in this field, when you're auditioning for something, there's there's a lot of rejection. And then if you thought, oh, I didn't get that one, I'm going to give up, then no one would ever be a, a dancer or an entertainer or a comedian or a singer because it's part and parcel of this particular industry, isn't it? I think being thick skin is also... Uh, a requirement to be mm-hmm. in the uh, entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you'll definitely face a lot of rejection and sometimes you don't even know why. It, it, for, for acting, it could be because you're too tall or you're not the kind of look that they're looking for. You're, you're either, you look too rich for a poor role or you look too glamorous for a, for a role. Or, you know, so it could be anything, but mm-hmm. just don't overthink and keep on working and find more other jobs of other things to do. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think other people's opinions, it's so subjective. It's not really objective. Yeah. Is it? It's a feeling if someone's just right. So, Adam, if I want to direct people to follow you and see what you're up to, um, your your Instagram account is Adam Azali Rai. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. is, is there anywhere else you can direct us to where we can find more about you? Well, actually, uh, in, in YouTube, a lot of my videos are, uh, are up, but due to copyright, sometimes I couldn't post everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think pretty, pretty much if you, if you were to type in Adam Azali, you'll, you'll see quite a lot of things, especially mm-hmm. uh, singing. Uh, but currently I'm working on my website, so I'm going to, you know, because I'm a man of many hats, so <laughs> there's a lot of things we to know, be put in. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, besides singing, dancing and acting, um, I've also got my makeup and styling work, which is uh, also a lot of work to put up there. So that's coming up, but currently in uh, Instagram, it's very open. You can see a lot of things. My Facebook is pretty much... For friends, <laughs> so it's not really open to public. And well, you know, um, usually in Facebook, I would like chat a little bit and like, oh, okay, we've worked together. Then you're you're part of my Facebook. But Instagram, go ahead, message me anything uh, that you like, or you can comment on stuff, and you know, just reach out to me over there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, oh, wonderful. Okay, I will have all of those details in my show notes on janejacksoncoach.com. So you can hop on there. I'll also add some links to your YouTube um, dances as well, because I've, I really think people should see a little bit of your Bollywood, a little bit of your Malay dance, a little bit of your jazz and everything else. And I want to wish you all the best for your uh, competition in I Sing. And I hope that you get all the way through to the end. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I need all the good luck. So fairy dust, fairy dust, fairy dust. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I think I was so blessed and so lucky to meet you back in the year 2000 when we were, you know, performing in Chameleon together because that was one of the most fun things. And remember when we opened at the Jubilee Hall in Raffles Hotel? Uh, That was was, such a hoot, great fun. Yes, I, I definitely enjoy. And I'm so thankful that I have met you, in fact, because... Really, it's like you were this ball of energy with that curly hair and always <laughs> so, <now>. it's very <laughs> <laughs> so positive all the time and always so joyful. And uh, it's, it's great to work with really nice people. And at that point of time, I think you're one of the nicest choreographers that I've worked with who doesn't scream and shout at anyone. <laughs> I, wouldn't so dare it was scream and, I wouldn't dare scream and shout because the dancers are more talented than I was. <laughs> so there, you, there you go. It's a good thing I'm a career coach and I'm not a professional dancer. There you go. But I really did enjoy that time so much because being around, you know, being around dancers and actors and singers, I, I find, you know, it's like a really close community, especially when you're working towards, you know, a show and, you know, the opening night and it ends up being like a family and you become so very, very close. And I remember when um, the show closed and everything was finished, I thought, oh, I felt a little bit empty. It's like, oh, I love my family. You know, we've all dispersed. And of course, we still keep in touch, but it's not the same energy as when you're working towards some major show. And you're very lucky with what you do in that, you know, there's one show after another show and you're choreographing and you're helping the kids and junior school and in secondary school and you've got your competitions and keep writing, keep writing songs because I think that's just a beautiful way to get your message out. Oh, thank you. And I must say that, you know, sometimes when you when you do shows after shows after shows and you might get jaded after a while, you know, it's 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 common in, in the in the industry, and I think I think that applies across the board for a lot of other careers as well that you're doing. And um, like I said, just remember keep going and persevere because um, you know 
people get tired after a while and you burn out but don't take it as though it's it's the end of the world you mm-hmm. just got to keep going and tell yourself you know after a good holiday you know of after having tea lots of cakes maybe you'll bounce right up and yeah you're ready to go oh speaking of food um i used to live in singapore as you know and i miss adam black pepper crab <laughs> i miss the really really good laksas and it's just, it's it's the food so much and whenever i see anything that that you may post on instagram and we get occasionally some of the food i get really really jealous so i hope today you're going to go out and have something amazing i'm taking care of my throat and my uh, stomach for mm. for the competition and for mm. what i've been doing for the next few months so i'm really checking my calories for now mm. you know i'm not like really <laughs> picking out on a lot of things so Yeah. So, okay, no laksa for a while. All right. You'll have to have just lemon juice. Lemon <laughs> maybe juice half half a laksa, maybe half a, a small bowl, maybe. <laughs> yum, yum. Okay, well I can't wait to come back to Singapore and to visit you again. It's just so so lovely to see you on my last holiday and thank you so much for your time today, Adam, and for sharing your story of, you know, how how you can be successful as a dancer, as an entertainer, as a singer, as a choreographer and and I really I I love everything that you do. Thanks so much and um It's my absolute pleasure. Let me know how you go. All right, thank Good you. Good luck next week. Bye and thank you. Bye. If you'd like to find out how coaching can help you, visit janejacksoncoach.com where not only will you be able to listen to other fascinating interviews from professionals who've made amazing career changes, you'll also be able to download some free ebooks and guides on how to manage your career effectively. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24/7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the career success program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the career success program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at the careersacademy.online.